find yourself that community. Find yourself that person that can help you. Find the help that you need. Listen to yourself and your heart. Do not discount it. If something doesn't feel good, then listen. Hey, I'm Alicia Harris and I am your host of The Alicia Show. Each week we'll be having conversations about how to enhance your well-being. We'll be sharing strategies and stories and insights to build your business while still navigating life because sometimes we try to separate the two and let's face it, if you are not well, you have no business. I am a holistic business growth strategist and a wellness coach who spent over 15 years in corporate before deciding to choose me first to build my brand, Alicia Lifestyle. I'm here to teach you how to redefine what success means to you, ditch the stress and confusion, and learn how to run your business from a place of ease and excitement. Let's get into this week's episode. Hi, and welcome back to The Alicia Show. Once again, as always, thank you so much for joining me and just always continuing to show up and listen to these episodes. You know, it's really important for me to talk business, but ultimately I'm always going to be talking about how we can look after ourselves, how we can be investing in ourselves and how we need to take care of ourselves. And so this conversation that we're going to have is really dear to me because I have seen so many people in my family suffer with cancer. And so as part of my self-care series, we need to talk about this. We definitely need to talk about this because like I said, cancer is rife in my family. And so I am always on high alert because that's what my mum passed away with. And I have many other uncles and aunts. And actually, let me just keep it very real with you. My mum died in June. Prior to her dying, her aunt died in March, I believe, of breast cancer. My mum died of multiple myeloma. And then three months after she died, her favourite uncle died of cancer as well. So we had three deaths that died of cancer. I've also got a young cousin who died of cancer when I was younger. She died of leukaemia. My mum died of multiple myeloma. Those two are both blood cancers. And so when my mum passed away, anything that was wrong with me, I would be up the doctors because I was absolutely petrified that I was going to die of cancer too. Sometimes I still think about it and it is so tragic that it is happening so much to us. There are so many different researches as to why. And I'm just here to provide some more information on the types of blood cancers. I'm also here to share with you what I did to help my mum on her journey. I am ultimately here to say to you, if something doesn't feel right, then please, please, please get an opinion, get a second opinion, get a third opinion, get opinions until you are happy with the answers that you want to hear because you really have to be your own detective. It took 18 months for my mum to be diagnosed. And yes, they say that blood cancer can be one of the hardest ones to detect, but she continued to go to her doctors, to go to her practitioners, 
She was referred to other people and it took 18 months. It took a physiotherapist to say, this is more than frozen shoulder and to send my mum to get MRI scans. I remember this so vividly. It was Boxing Day. The day after Christmas, I drove my mum for her to have a scan and we got the results on the 14th of January. And then within two and a half years, my mum had gone. And on her birth certificate, it says sepsis. And for those of you who know, you know, sepsis is the silent killer, but multiple myeloma was the thing that ensured that the last two and a half years of her life was painful. She was in a lot of pain. When they first diagnosed her, they did a scan on her right arm and it showed that she had no humerus bone left. And so that was one of the things that was giving her so much pain. And so she had to have a operation and have that replaced, which meant that she was then in a hospital for weeks on end. And then we had to go through physio and with all of that, she still had to go through chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And so I just want to share some facts about these blood cancers, but I also want to just reiterate that we have to listen to ourselves. We have to, especially as brown people, as black people, we have to, because sometimes our complaints are ignored. And that's ultimately what happened to my mum. Quite simply, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. And so when it comes to my family, when it comes to my little one, when it comes to me, if I'm questioning what you have told me and like it doesn't sit right with me, then I'm going to get a second opinion. And some may say, yeah, it's easy for you to say, but this is your life. This is who you are. If you're not here There is no business. There is no family unit. And so it is very important for you to take care of yourself. This month, I'm doing a full body MOT. Now that Alessandra is at school, it is time, like I said previously, for me to really, really take care of me. And part of that is me knowing my stats and knowing where I stand. And so there are two big test that I want to do this year. And that's my full body assessment, but also my Dutch test to know where I am with regards to the aging process, what needs to be topped up. I need to know this vital information. I am pleading with you to do the same. It's really difficult being business owners because everything lands on us. We have to pay for our own health insurance and private health care. We have to pay for our own pensions. We also have to be ensuring that we're making profit or trying to make profit. We have to have everything working within the business for us to then be able to get paid. There are so many things. And I'm just here to continue to remind you that you are the biggest investment. And so look after you first. Everything else is second priority, but you are the most important. And so My mum wasn't heard and I buried my head a little bit when it came to really recognising what these blood cancers were because I was in it 
And when she was first diagnosed, I went down the talk to Google rabbit hole. And so it's only now that eight years in that I can really educate myself and in turn share what I am learning. So I'm going to just quickly really concentrate on the blood cancers because they are rare and sometimes our symptoms are silent. But if you are feeling any kind of discomfort or anything like that, then I urge you to seek help. There are three main types of blood cancer, leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma. Leukemia is a cancer in the white blood cells. Lymphoma is a cancer of the lymphatic system and myeloma is a cancer in the plasma cells. And so when my mom first got diagnosed, she had her plasma washed and then put back in. So it was almost like a transplant and that kept the multiple myeloma in remission for a few months, but then it's blood and it found a different way of attacking her plasma cells and her body. Then there are less common types of cancers, but the three main ones that I just mentioned, they have cancers underneath them as well. So there are multitudes of different blood cancers. The symptoms of blood cancers can be, but they're not common too, but fever, chills, coughing, chest pains, loss of appetite, rash and itchy skin. I remember my mum's skin would itch a little bit, night sweats, weakness and fatigue that persists, shortness of breath and swollen and painful lymph noids. And the cause is not fully understood. It could be from environmental factors. It could be that you're exposed to chemicals. It could be smoking. There's just so many different could be's. And it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because my mum's cancer had no cure. And so at the end, it was us trying to get her into a comfortable state. And I remember one day having a conversation with the nurses and I could just see the terror on her face when I said to her, it's okay, mum, when you come home, you can come and live with me because I'm on one floor. And just the level of dependency that she felt like she would have on me, I knew she wouldn't want that. I knew she wouldn't be able to live with herself with me being her full carer. I feel so good about the fact that we spent so much time. I feel so happy that we spent so much time together during her cancer journey because there were times where she didn't know, but I wasn't working because I wanted to spend time with her, but I wanted to do it where she didn't feel guilty about that. I wanted her to enjoy the time that we spent. And so I took time off. I took months off actually to spend time with her to make sure that I could get to all of her appointments. And I was really lucky. I've mentioned this before. I was lucky that I had really, really good bosses at the time that would let me work from the hospital and would let me work from home so that I could work around her. And so I was always, always there. But when one contract ended, I didn't renew and I stopped looking for work until I felt like it was time to go back and she was in remission again. And so that's what I did. The mum's cancer was multiple myeloma, like I said, and that is a cancer that begins at the plasma cells. The plasma cells help the immune systems by making antibodies to attack germs. 
symptoms are typically not seen until the cancer has advanced and spread throughout the body. So that's exactly what happened, is that the cancer was not seen, even though she had gone through so many different tests. When I was doing my research, it came up that men are more likely to be diagnosed by multiple myeloma than women, and also African and Caribbean are twice as likely to be diagnosed with multiple myeloma than others. Multiple myeloma is rarely curable and usually has a five-year survival rate, which, yeah, it's hard to comprehend, right? It's hard to see your mum going through all of that. And so that's the whole reason why I kind of try and live my life one to the fullest, but I also try my hardest not to be stressed, not to be resentful, trying to eat as healthy as I can, trying to lower my cortisol levels and my nervous system, not taking on other people's stress factors. I've had to work really, really hard not to do that and to give myself as much respite as I can of taking care of others and ensuring that I'm taking care of myself, not pushing myself to the brink of burnout, Again, because that's when your immune system is then compromised, right? The reason why I'm having this conversation with you all is because when we're building a brand, when we're building a business, yes, we need to work hard. And yes, sometimes we end up burning the candle, but not all the time. And that's one of the reasons why I like to work with my female cycle, because I know my peaks, okay? And I know where I'm going to be tired. And I know where I'm going to be energized and I know where I'm in that no shit phase where I'm going to take nothing on. And so by working with my cycle, that has really, really helped me to really recognize when I need extra help, when I need extra nourishment, when I need extra sleep, when I need people just to leave me alone, when I need to take my foot off the gas and coast, when I can speed up a little bit. It gives me all of that information. And so I love, love working this way. And I love to work with people this way. I've got a course all around working with your cycle to help you to build your business. I have a digital planner that also helps you to map out how you could be working best with your cycle. And then when I work with one-on-one clients, that is at the forefront of my mind especially if they're still having a bleed, it's really important for me to know where their peaks are and where they're going to feel vulnerable and when they're going to feel confident and so forth. If they're in menopause, then we use the moon phases because also remember your body remembers things. And so that's really important as well. I just want it to really bring well-being and self-care to the forefront of your mind again when it comes to trying to do things that help you, even making those small steps. I always talk about the way we eat and maybe just switching out some things to ensure that you're getting really good produce, maybe getting organic produce where you can, with your fruit and veg, or if you're a meat eater, having organic meat and fish or trying to scale back on eating fish. We've tried to go a little bit more plant-based in our family. And that's really helped. And also just trying to have that time and that space for yourself. I have been doing a lifestyle audit over the last couple of weeks just to see where I can pull back 
from some of my commitments to give some more time to myself, but also where I can have intentional conversations and intentional relationships with family members, friends, in terms of how I can best work with clients to ensure that they're getting the best out of me and I'm getting the best out of them. And so all of this is helping to keep me in a thriving state instead of feeling stressed. You know how much I enjoy the work that I do. So it's really important for me to come to it from a heartfelt place. It was just today that I was talking to a potential client and I was saying, when I'm working with somebody, I want to see their passion and their desire for what they are trying to bring into this world. Because if they're not passionate and if they don't have desire, then they may as well just go back to the job that they were doing. And she really resonated with that. And that's why it's really important to me that I practice what I preach. I am doing the things that I know that is helping me, but also I am learning from the people that were here before me and then taking their lessons. And so with regards to my mum, what I learned from her is to always go for what you want and to continue to enjoy life and not let things phase you. I know she was super, super scared of the outcome. I know this, but I also knew that she was drawing strength from me. And so I put on a brave face, but it meant that we could enjoy time together rather than being scared. And so I'm going to leave you with this. Find yourself that community. Find yourself that person that can help you. Find the help that you need. Listen to yourself and your heart. Do not discount it. If something doesn't feel good, then listen. And if there are little things within your lifestyle that you can tweak, I urge you to do it. I've just been trialing a Peloton. (laughs) I wanted to try something different. And I've been wanting a bike for years. And I just decided that this is going to be my time to do what I want to do. So I've done about four rides. I've had it a week and I love it. I love the sweat. I love the burn. And I love that it's just me and the instructor and I'm vibing off the music. I love the fact that it's getting my heart rate up as well. And it's getting me fit. And so we have to continue to be mindful of that. Be mindful about our movement. Be mindful about what we eat and drink. Be mindful about the company we keep. Yes. And I think I'm going to leave it there. So this conversation was just a reminder of your self-care and your well-being. Put yourself first, please. Okay, I'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, thank you so much for continuing to support me. And if you want to know more about the course and the digital planner, then please look in the show notes for more information or go to my website. I really, really love that you're here every week. All right, until then, bye-bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Alicia Show. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head over and rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on a Wednesday. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. And lastly, remember to invest in yourself first 
because you are important and amazing. Take care until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.